This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. How did the Denver Broncos stack up against the Minnesota Vikings in primetime action Sunday night football? We're going to preview the matchup, take a look at the tail of the tape, and much more things to look for in today's episode. Good morning, Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into another installment of Good Morning Broncos. This is your daily Denver Broncos bite-sized show here on Mile High Sports YouTube page every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports, and Mile High Sports is the daily hub for all of your Colorado sports coverage every team. Every day. You listen to Good Morning Broncos. You watch us every single day. Well, you can also check out Ryan Blackburn, our Denver Nuggets beat reporter. His show that he's got going on every single day covering the Denver Nuggets. It's the Pickaxe and Roll podcast. Make sure you check that out to support your favorite Colorado sports team as the Denver Nuggets are off to a fiery start to open up the season as defending champions. Let's dive into today's episode of the show here, Broncos Country. We, you know, we always like to preview this. This is a little bit of a weird week here. Obviously, it's Thursday today. This will be the first day that the Broncos practice against the Minnesota Vikings. And then you're going to have Friday's practice, and then that's it. Then the game's coming on Sunday night, which will be on NBC. You can all watch all the action wherever you watch it, from home, whether you're going to the game. I know I'll be there. Uh, very interesting, though. Denver playing two primetime games in a row. Initially, back in week three or week four, I thought we were looking ahead a little bit and we were saying, hey, I hope that they flex this game out of primetime because obviously Denver was in dire straits. But all of a sudden now, the Denver Broncos are one of the more interesting teams right now in the National Football League, and they're taking on another team that's very, very interesting in the Minnesota Vikings. Now, after Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles, a lot of people are saying, well, the Vikings should just punt on the season. They're playing really good football right now. They're winning, and Josh Dobbs is a big part of that. Plus, they could be getting Justin Jefferson back from injured reserve after he was placed on it weeks ago with a hamstring injury. But then even if he didn't, there's Jordan Addison who's been playing his tail off for the Vikings. And then they also have Powell, who's another terrific receiver, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. This Minnesota team is actually pretty solid. And Former Bronco Dalton Reisner is going to be coming to town as well to take on his former team alongside former offensive line coach, assistant O-line coach, Chris Cooper. So with all that said, Broncos country, let's take a look at the Broncos offense. How do they stack up against the Minnesota Vikings defense? Well, first off, let's take a look at our tale of the tape here. The Broncos offense They've kind of not, they've been efficient, right? But they haven't had a lot of production in terms of big yardage performances. And that's kind of dropped their ranking a little bit overall when we talk about, you know, the, the things that we see, the rankings, statistical categories. But if they're winning games, it doesn't necessarily matter. Though at times, they are going to need to be better in terms of passing for more yards, running for more yards, running more efficiently. As Broncos head coach Sean Payton told us earlier in the week, he said that we felt like we ran the ball well, but he felt like there were a lot of yards missed out on in this past game against the Buffalo Bills. So a lot of changes they're going to have to make this week coming into the matchup. Denver ranks 23rd right now in the NFL in terms of net yards per game. 
averaging around 301.9 yards per game. There's been a pretty good balance as of late between the pass and the run game. And Denver's run game has been working for the most part. But Denver is going to have to obviously find a way to, to be, I think, as we mentioned here, a little bit more efficient in terms of just passing short of the, you know, behind the line of scrimmage or two yards past the line of scrimmage. Denver's going to have to take some shots downfield. I mean, that's going to have to open up at some point in the second half stretch of the schedule. And when you compare Denver's net yards per game at 301.9, and you're looking at what does the Minnesota Vikings defense allow per game, they're allowing over 323.3 yards per game defensively, which is ranked 13th right now in the NFL. But here's where the Minnesota Vikings kind of stack up. Right now, they're 10th in the NFL. They're 10th ranked defense in terms of net yards per play allowed. They're allowing five yards per play to happen. Denver's offense ranked 15th in the NFL, averaging 5.19 yards per play. So some balance there, a little bit of give and take. But I think more importantly here, where do the Minnesota Vikings excel? Well, I think where you look at where Denver has had their strength as of late with running the football well with Javante Williams, Jaleel McLaughlin. I don't think Jaleel in this past game against Buffalo had as much success as he previously has, but Brian Flores leading that defense. He's got these guys playing really, really well. Minnesota's defense right now is top 10 in the NFL, only allowing 98.8 rushing yards per game. That's where maybe this can be a difference maker here. If Denver succumbs to that, then Denver's going to be in trouble, I think, in primetime action when we talk about what, you know, them, their offense going against a, a talented defense where Denver, they're averaging right now 117.3 yards per game on the ground right now, ranked 12th in the NFL. So that's really kind of their strong suit right now. So it's Denver's offensive strong suit against Minnesota's defensive strong suit. Who's going to come out ahead in this matchup? I think that's obviously a very, very interesting one to watch here. I think some other things we look at as well. Defensively, the Minnesota Vikings, they've forced nine interceptions so far on this season. Denver has is ranked second right now in terms of the least intercepted teams in the NFL. Russell Wilson's only thrown four interceptions, so there's some good balance there. I would say that Denver, where you look at the statistical rankings here for Russell Wilson, the Broncos passing offense is averaging 184.6 yards per game. Not ideal when you look at the numbers, and obviously it's 28th right now in the NFL versus the Minnesota Vikings. They're allowing 224.4 yards per game through the air, which is good for 16th right now in the National Football League. But this is, I think, where Denver can take a chance. They can take some shot opportunities. Look, you're going to have a guy like Harrison Smith on the back end of that defense. He's going to be headhunting a little bit. They obviously have Byron Murphy at the cornerback spot. He's been a good addition for them. I, I think Denver's going to have to find ways to get some matchups to, you know, hey, set, set up a shot to Cortland Sutton downfield. Can you get Jerry Judy isolated and maybe attack the middle of the field at 10 to 15 yards. That's I think is what's going to help the Broncos find some consistency in their passing game going forward. And if they can't do that, then obviously I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble as they go forth here throughout the season. The passing offense hasn't quite been there, but I think a lot of it has also been by design as of late. But when you look at what Brian Flores is doing with this Minnesota Vikings defense, he's very aggressive. As we know, he loves to do that a little bit of that amoeba look, but more importantly, he's just going to send pressure. He's going to create stunt designs. He's going to try to get home. He's going to send some cover zero blitz. And if you're looking at the Buffalo Bills film, you're going to say, okay, hey, Buffalo at times, they sent a zero blitz after Russell Wilson. They pressured and they got to him quickly. They're going to try to do the same thing. And look, they got Daniel Hunter, who's got 11 sacks so far on the season. He's going to be a guy you have to absolutely watch out for in this matchup, specifically primetime action on Sunday night football. I think some other things that we're also going to have to talk about here as we progress forward is, you know, for Denver, are we going to see a little bit more of Lucas Kroll at the tight end position? I think 
if you look at Minnesota and what they have offensively, which we'll dive into that and how they compare against Denver's defense in a little bit, they just have a guy who, you know, is a little bit of a, he could do everything. He's a sizable guy. He's hard to bring down. They utilize him in the screen game from time to time. Can Denver find a way to get Lucas Kroll a little bit more involved in the passing offense? Can that open things up in terms of where Denver has struggled offensively? Not really having a dynamic threat at the tight end position has hurt them in terms of their production, I think, at other areas of the field in the receiving game. So that is something that I have my eyes on here specifically. But where can maybe Denver try to attack and exploit? Well, third down, you look at it right now. I think this is probably because Brian Flores and that defense are very aggressive. Third down right now, the Minnesota Vikings ranked 28th in the NFL, allowing teams to convert on third down at a rate of 43.6% overall. Denver's offense has been much better, converting 40.5% of their third down attempts. And this is based on when they have third and favorable, right? Third and five or shorter when they're facing third and seven and longer, the odds aren't so great for them. And that's obviously been an issue for them. That was an issue for them on Sun on Monday night football against the Buffalo Bills. So they can't find themselves in a situation. Obviously, penalties are going to be a big thing. Can Denver find a way to overcome that? Denver, obviously, is one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. They've committed 64 penalties right now, 24th in the NFL. You look at the Minnesota Vikings, they've committed the fourth fewest penalties overall this season. And they've had a lot of, and it says opponents' penalties committed against them, 76. So first, so teams commit penalties at a high rate against the Minnesota Vikings. So where you look at where Denver's at, where they've been struggling in that department versus where the Minnesota Vikings are at, I don't necessarily like that. So I'll be very, very curious to see how the approach changes here this week when we talk about this matchup going forward. But now Broncos country, we're going to flip it to the other side of the ball. How does the Denver Broncos defense, that's been playing really well over the course of the last three weeks, how do they stack up against the Minnesota Vikings offense that is now led by Josh Dobbs and not Kirk Cousins? Well, you're going to get all of that on this morning's brand new episode of Good Morning Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about Superbook Sports, the sponsor of today's episode of the show. Refer a friend and earn a $50 bonus this season with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in sports wagering, and you don't want to miss the Refer a Friend bonus. And all you need to do is click on the Refer a Friend link under your profile in the Superbook app, share the promo code with friends, and you will get a $50 bonus for everyone who registers using your code. So win money wagering and win money referring. This season with Superbook Sports, visit superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports. Make sure you always check out Kim's daily here on Mile High Sports. Kim is fantastic, does a great job. For us here at Mile High Sports here, let's continue on this morning's episode of Good Morning Broncos, taking a look at Denver's defense, led by Patrick Sertan, Justin Simmons, Baron Browning, Jonathan Cooper, Zach Allen playing really good football right now on the defensive line, DJ Jones contributing, and then you have obviously you know some other contributing factors there where we see P.J. Locke return from his injury this week. Kareem Jackson is officially reinstated. He's back on the active roster. And if PJ Locke can't go, I imagine Kareem Jackson is going to slide back into the starting role next to Simmons here on Sunday in primetime action. But the bigger question is Justin Jefferson going to play this week for the Vikings. He's a very, very, very dangerous threat. And I think everyone would want to see 
Patrick Sertan versus Justin Jefferson, Alabama versus LSU. Gosh, it brings back some good memories. Obviously, the rivalry that those two programs have had historically there. More importantly, you look at one of the NFL's best cornerbacks, and you look at one of the NFL's best wide receivers today, especially when we talk about younger players. It doesn't get any better than that there. But Minnesota, they have a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball that can hurt the Broncos. So this is a very, very big week here for Denver and their defense, especially coming off of a game where they allowed over 192 yards on the ground in the rushing department. That's going to have to change a little bit here. But let's take a look at the tail of the tape here. Denver's defense still, and look, uh, so much of this, folks, and I can't overstate it enough, so much of this is going to be skewed for the next six weeks of the season. If, if Denver continues at the trend in which they're at, it's going to balance out, and Denver's no longer going to be ranked 32nd in the NFL in net yards per game allowed. But there's, because of that, Miami game, and then how much they allowed to Chicago the week prior. They allowed over 1,000 yards in just two weeks. Not good, Jim. So their ranking is 32nd right now, still in the NFL, uh, uh, averaging and allowing 401.8 yards per game to opposing offenses. You look at the Minnesota Vikings right now, they're a top 10 offense in the NFL in terms of net yards per game. Allow, I mean, converting and having around 358.1 yards per game. And a good portion of that is coming in the passing game, which is very weird. You look at them in the rushing department, net rushing yards per game, they're 29th in the NFL. They're only averaging 85.7 yards per carry, I mean, yards per game on the ground. And that's what in combination of, you look at Alexander Madison, the Cam Akers was a big part of them, and then he tore his Achilles. He's out. So they have some guys that are going on. So Josh Dobbs right now is their third leading rusher at 110 yards in just two games as the quarterback here for Minnesota. So when you look at that, the run game is not really a big part of what they want to do. But man, be, even without a run game, they're explosive. They're gaining yards through the air. They're putting up points. That, to me, I think is a scary factor here about Minnesota with all the receiving threats that they do have. They're also averaging 5.6 yards per play, which is good for ninth in the NFL right now. Denver's defense allowing 6.41 yards per play. Once again, skewed a little bit here. Points per game. Denver's allowing 27.6 points per game. Skewed once again here, but it, it went from 40 points per game allowed to 27. So you see how big of a jump Denver has made so far in the last four or five weeks there. You look at Minnesota, they're scoring 23.3 points per game, good for 12th right now in the NFL, averaging 272 yards through the air, good for third in the NFL. And you look at passes intercepted so far this season, they've only thrown five total interceptions, and that's a combination of Kirk Cousins and Josh Dobbs. So they do a really good job. As much as they air it out, they're protecting it. They're not having a lot of balls that are intercepted, and that I think could be a little bit of an issue here for Denver. But on the on the influx, when you flip it around, Denver's had some success as of late in generating takeaways. Right now, they're tied for six in the NFL with 16 takeaways on the year. Nine interceptions tied with the Minnesota Vikings defense there and seven fumble recoveries, which is good for fifth right now in the NFL. So when you look at that and you look at where the Minnesota Vikings are at, they've had a fumbling problem so far this season. They are bottom ranked 32nd right now in the NFL in fumbles lost. They've lost 12 fumbles so far through the first 10 weeks of the season. And Denver has had an opportunity you know, early on in the year where we saw so many fumbles uh, you know, from other teams put on the ground, but Denver couldn't recover it. That trend has now started to swing a little bit where they are recovering these fumbles outside of the one that Justin Simmons knocked out of James Cook's hand and it just bounced right back up into Cook's hands. I mean, that was a, a wild, wacky play there. But if Denver's defense can continue with the trend in which they've been playing, forcing turnovers, rallying to the football, holding guys up in the run games, and having guys come out and try to strip the ball, they're going to have an opportunity. If they generate more takeaways, 
Denver's going to have another opportunity to win here in primetime action on Sunday night football. And I think some other things we have to take a look at here as well. Minnesota, they've only, you know, quarterbacks have only been sacked 23 times. That's good for 16th in the NFL. Denver has only 17 sacks so far on the season defensively. They're going to have to find a way to up that number a little bit here in the second half part of the season. And then you look at them on third down, the Minnesota Vikings, they convert at a rate of 41.5%, which is good for 11th in the NFL. They're 50% in the red zone, which is good for 19th. Denver's defense, they're allowing teams to convert at 38.4% right now on third down, which is good for 15th in the NFL. And they're the 15th ranked red zone defense right now, allowing teams to score at 52.9% of their attempts. So, you know, this is going to be a game where I feel like whoever has, I think, the first or, you know, one or two turnovers in this game, that's going to really swing where things are at. If Minnesota's defense is able to force turnovers on Denver's offense and Denver's defense is not able to do that, it's going to be very tough for them to get out of a hole, especially in prime time, especially against a team that loves to air it out. And I think with a quarterback like Josh Dobbs, not only is he smart and cerebral from the sense of, hey, he's an astronaut, but he's also a guy that, you know, if his read is not there in the passing game, he's going to take off with his legs. He's mobile. He's he scored a couple of rushing touchdowns. I mean, obviously, I think he scored one last week when they played. So they're going to have to really account for not only just him throwing the ball, but they're going to have to account for him using his legs, which I'm very curious to see if they decide to scheme something up because Josh Allen also is kind of the same type of threat. Patrick Mahomes is kind of the same type of a threat in terms of being able to be mobile and use their legs to pick up first downs and extend plays if need be. We'll see how Denver adjusts to that here going forward this week but the Broncos will be back in practice here today we'll have you covered on tomorrow's episode of GMB what does the practice report the injury report look like the Broncos have several names that popped up on Wednesday's estimated report even though they didn't practice what it would look like if they had practice though Ben Powers would have missed with a foot injury PJ Locke would have missed with a foot injury as well so we'll see where Denver's at here on Thursday as they prepare for Sunday night football against the Minnesota Vikings. With that said, Broncos country, appreciate you so much for rocking with us, hanging with us this morning here on Good Morning Broncos. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you never miss out on your favorite Colorado sports teams and what's going on with them. Mile High Sports, every team, every day. Hey Nuggets fans, Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports. We've got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports.